working with actors, right? Uh, is there a process for you? Um, I would say first and foremost, every time we talk to a new talent or yep. someone that that uh, I have never worked with, yeah, obviously we need a, a very initial first meeting. Yeah, and most of the time when we have that first meeting, right, it is not talking about the character as much. It's really just a friendly chit chat. Yep. Uh, to to find out where they come from, um, and how they actually stumble into this line, and then obviously a, a few kind of like uh, assessment of uh, their body language, how comfortable they are, or how relaxed or, or how stiff they are, to at least know who are we dealing with, not as an actor but as a person. Okay. Yeah. Then after that, obviously a second meeting. Uh, if let's say this person is confirmed, lah, um, we will definitely go through the script and give this uh, talent um, an overview of, now this is your character, uh, what are your motivations, um, who are your immediate um, uh, so-called uh, relatable fellow characters, you need to play it uh, opposite. And uh, how are you going to play them? Like for example, this is your mom. Uh, do you talk to your mom the same way as you talk to your boss? Uh, find that differentiation and then we'll assess like how this um, talent can uh, kind of like live and breathe uh, the character he or she is uh, going to transform into. Yeah. Then after that, then obviously it's the, the third stage of understanding the story flow okay. and clearing the, the whole, maybe a lot of uh, questions about why is my character doing this? Why is my character doing that? Yeah. Then the collective goal we should be aiming for. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of the same question, but are you particular with the performances? Uh, I would say... Probably by the stage of casting, we already know uh, who are we getting to play a certain role. So it shouldn't be a lot of surprises on set. Yep. Uh, probably on set itself, right? Um, it is about uh, feeling, using the gut to feel like, is this person's performance correct or wrong? And obviously understanding the context of the story. Maybe uh, not to say the talent is, is bad or, or good, la, but maybe they just see it from a very different perspective. It's the alignment of, of like, do you see the, 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 the same way as I do as a director? Mm-hmm. If, let's say, our alignment, uh, as long as I would say, like, I'm quite lenient, <laughs> like, as long as we can align 75%, yep. I believe it's wonderful. Okay. Because that means the writer has done the job because we didn't kind of like, wow, whatever you, you yep. think you should perform yep. and, and what correct, correct. it's totally drastically different, then I think we are in deep shit. Yeah. Uh, but as long as we can kind of like align 75%, I would allow that 25% of room to improvise, mm. uh, to, to do what they feel they should be doing. Okay. Unless they do something that is very out of the character. Okay. I'll probably advise uh, and uh, if not, enhance. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many takes do you do before you kind of give up that, okay, he can't do it? <laughs> it's... It's awkward. <laughs> I would say uh, it depends on my understanding of this character or actually this talent. Yep. Um, for some talents who uh, I know better uh, as friends or as uh, long-term colleagues, I can tell uh, if it's worth it to carry on taking. Yeah. Sometimes it might be just troubled uh, by other issues. They can't focus. So we'll have to be kind of like, uh, um, what's the word for it? Uh, forgiving, <laughs> in the sense, that like, okay, uh, I know this person can do it, let's give more chances. 
But sometimes, right, there are talents who you come and you will know, like, okay, I think this is the limit of how far we can push. And if this is his or her limit, how can we work the limit to our advantage? Yep. Yeah, like maybe this is the max out, right? Okay, then then let's let's readapt the approach. Maybe okay. in the reverse shot of the the our main talent or whatever, let's readjust that that uh, performance so that when we intercut between them, it doesn't feel like a so good and wow so bad. Mm. It has to balance up. Okay. Yeah. Normally, what what's your amount of takes? What's your average? Average, I would say, uh, usually I'll nail it in first three takes. Uh, is there a method to that, or like you just don't see anything else after the fourth one? Um, I would say, by gut feel, like let's say the first time we go for it, uh, instead of asking what is wrong, uh, I would ask what is it not right. Uh, is there something you need to pick on it? Is yep. there something that that you you feel that you're so uncomfortable with it? I mean, if it is a really uncomfortable thing, instinctively you know. Yep. But if instinctively there's nothing you feel repulsive against that performance, then it's probably correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that is how I I I mean for me this just instinctive play la, <laughs> I would say. Okay. So is there any history of like many takes and how many takes is that? Oh yes, yes, yeah. I mean, uh, this this one uh, I think she'll kill me. I uh, um I forced my first eighty to act in uh, Unbelievable, the movie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because I think she just looks the part. And uh, prior to that, we thought that, hey, it's a easy scene. So yep. by her character, she should be able to nail it. But little did I, you know, expect that actually she also had some anxiety, yep. uh, you know, when, mm. when she's performing. Like, I mean, that part, I, I, yeah. I will be forever guilty yep. to put her through that. Okay. But the moment we're, we're in it, we we can't don't complete the yeah, scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, in the end, I think that one we went for like maybe seventeen, eighteen what takes to nail uh, <laughs> what we want from her. Yeah, and uh, end of the day, I think it also. I mean, what she said lah. This is what Erica said. She said, "Yeah, after that, I think I'll be more tolerant to talents who cannot remember their lines." <laughs> <laughs> I would say, in the end, it turns out well that okay. that we all learn from, uh, you know, yeah, mistakes like that. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Um. What was the most scary thing that you have asked an actor to do? Um, sometimes I would say it's is um, finding their deepest fear, finding that the the kind of like a, you know how should I put this in in terms of like some actors and actresses are, are friends. Um, I would always hate myself when I would have to use their own experience yep. to to fish out a performance okay uh to me uh, i feel despicable okay. uh, whenever i have to go into those moments okay. but at the end of the day i will have to let them understand that hey this is for you because you are the one in front of the camera performing i hate myself for doing this but we need it now mm. okay so i will apologize uh, profusely for 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 that kind of moves, but mm. it will only happen once in the blue moon. Okay, say. yeah, that takes on a lot of trust from the actors. Yes, and uh, whether they are giving right, so it's not not something that I think a lot of directors are too happy to do. Mm. Uh, but I also hear a lot of directors. I mean, that's almost a 
part of the craft to be manipulated. <laughs> yes, yeah. In yeah. a short time that we need this and then we get it, get it done yeah. and like you know. Um, but um, there's there's some level of that, you know. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think if the the performance is honest, yep. uh, they will win the award and not the director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say sometimes it's more like that. There are so many methods to to get to a performance. Yeah, like end of the day, if the normal way doesn't go, then I would say the director got to be equipped with other skills lah. Yep. Uh, some is indirect directing. Yep. Some is, uh, I mean, what my sifu say lah. Keng meng guai pian. Keng is to uh, sabo. Okay. Guai <laughs> is to literally uh, wrestle. Okay. Uh, then meng uh, is to uh, create confusion. Okay. Yeah, pian is literally lie. Okay, that's yeah. so, great advice. So, <laughs> there are so many methods to do. But at the end of the day, I would say talents are talents. Yep. They, they, you need to let them understand that whatever you're doing now is just to get their best performance. Yep. And that's for them. How do you approach crying scenes? I would say... Scripted or non-scripted? Uh, Scripted-wise, um, same thing. I would say whenever we go into that moment, I have to read that scene myself and find, is this the crying point? Is yep. this the point that breaks this character down? Mm. Uh, or is it earlier? Or is it later? Mm. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, we'll have that discussion with, with the talent. Mm. Like... Um, the script dictates somehow <laughs> this point. Yeah. Do you believe it? Yeah. yeah. If you believe it, okay, show me how you arrive at this point. If you don't think so, let's find this point together. Like mm. there might be so many lines that are that are equally powerful or maybe yep. there's a, per, a, per, a particular line that is not powerful and yet it triggers at that point. So yep. do not let um, uh, so-called script directions dictate Mm. Your raw, uh, you know, show okay. to to cry, mm. yeah. So most of the time, we will prep talents, uh, giving them this comfort zone to to not remember, okay, what they're supposed to remember, yeah. Okay. And then we just dive into it, okay. And and if it comes, it comes. If it cannot, yes, Bopian, we have to take a break and then let's find moments to to discuss it further. And like like I mentioned before, if we can, we talk about how this character develops to that mm. point. If in the end, the talent cannot feel for the character, yep. we've got to ask them to feel for themselves. Yep. And then borrow the experience and yep. re-focus uh, it back onto the character. Uh, because there's so much pressure when you write there, mm. tears, yes. wow. Yeah. It's like at that moment. Yeah. So uh, it is a lot of pressure, yeah. and uh, obviously there are some actors that are wow. They are like, "Come wait for this yes. kind of moments." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then there are some that refuse, yeah. like, you know, to yeah. to be able to yeah. to to basically cry on right. demand, right? In in one of my earlier earlier days of directing, there was this series I did, and the lead was this. Um, uh, he's a he's a male model. Yeah, Hong Kong. Wow, bubbly guy, mm. great comic uh, awareness. Yeah, yeah. But there was this scene he was supposed to cry, and he can't cry <laughs> for nuts. You know, and I think because that was TV in a, in a way, uh, <laughs> we learned to tackle it in a creative way. Yeah, and in the end, um, we were thinking like, oh, how I still have to, uh, you know, shoot this scene of him crying. But yep. how can I do yep. it without? Yep. 
not showing the emotion, right? Yep. So what we did was in the end, I was like, okay, why don't you 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 sit at this spot? But instead of showing your face, I plant the camera so far away from him, set up a dolly, and then I say, you just try to cry. And in the end, we did a dolly away shot of this person in isolation, mm. silhouette, mm. and then we just hear his sobbing sound okay. and dolly away, and that whole shot still fills up the loneliness cool. he's supposed to be in, cool. but we don't see his face. Yeah. So. That must we? Thing. Must we? Actually, we don't have to. I mean, when yeah. when the script says tearing, do we need to really yeah, see yeah. that? Yeah, right? yeah. But that one, once I shot it, I was in so much fear because I thought <laughs> I'll be penalized. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, why, yeah. why can't you make him cry? But in the end, I realized, hey, we still reach what the script dictates. So the the the, the so called the, the the story is being told. So is that good enough? Yeah, but it's still subjective, lah. That that is a very interesting uh, point because. Um, not talking about actors, but um, very early on, I also realized that uh, for the directors, we are not like you know in Hollywood. Mm. You know, everybody listens to the director, mm. you know, especially for TV, which is a gun for hire. And then, like you know, there are scenes, and then there are sometimes we okay, let's go with this direction. But I will also have a backup because mm. just in case we were supposed to deliver the scenes according to the script, so. Um, even though no matter how autonomous it is, for me, I, I always try to like make sure they have different shots. I can answer for what I did. Right, right. So what you're saying about crying is something like that. Just to save our own asses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One is I've, I've seen you work, obviously, which is very strange because you are the nicest uh, directors I've, I've seen, like, you know, how you work with everybody but once you're working, you're quite also quite intense. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I'm like still smiling, but then mm. you can see that you know the urgency and all that. Because um, that was quite surprising because uh, I, I was on the set for Front Rise and I would see something. Like, hey, wow, it's very different from Offset and all that. Um, and you are more famous for, or, or rather more well-known for doing comedy. Mm. How do you approach actually doing comedy? Or it's like, it makes me laugh and then it works. Or what, 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 how does it work for you? I would say, actually most of the time when we do comedy, right, it's, it's, it's finding uh, the core of, of what, what is this, uh, what's this funny thing that, that, that the, the writers write? Yeah. And by the read itself, Yes, is it funny or not? If it's not funny, rewrite, discard, or think of alternatives. Then when we're on set, right, it's literally empowering everyone to understand that joke. And obviously, when you're lucky, you get talents who, who totally get you or actually get the script. It's easy to relate. Like, you know, when is a non-reaction going to work? Okay. And when is a reaction going to work? Yep. Uh, and when is the punchline going to come in like just two bits later to make this even better? Yeah, all those, uh, I would say, it is a certain instinct. Uh, some talents will have, some talents won't. So, sorry for those talents who don't have, you're still safe in post. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it right to say that you enjoy the comedy more than... Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I mean, in, in this time of, uh, of my career, I would say, uh, there's a lot of things that, that, that uh, goes on that, that uh, obviously, it's like adulting lah. Comedy gets me to go back to being a kid. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's very juvenile. It, it's like I'm on set to have fun mm. uh, and, and have a lot of 
jokers to 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 kind of like play with uh, play right? with yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and yeah it's true like you you have to enjoy the funny scenes you're shooting yeah i've never seen an angry set shooting comedy that's yeah. true yeah. yeah yeah regarding actors is there any your muse like you know uh like you know i always use them and they are oh, my go to i love working with them they are my tony leong you know <laughs> uh, who is your <laughs> who is your muse um, i would say i wouldn't i wouldn't have a specific muse uh in in that in in Singapore context, I would say not even in any global context. I would love to have. I would love to find someone like that. That I feel like this person is my voice. Mm-hmm. If if I'm supposed to be acting right, this yeah, person yeah, yeah, is yeah. going to represent me. Yeah. But I realize I I'm not because inherently I I don't I don't have urge to be in the in the limelight. Uh, so I think subconsciously the the comedies I do right are always more situational. No. And character driven. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't foresee I would do something like a Mr. Bean where okay. it is a very uh, individual centric yep. kind of uh, performance. Yep. It is really more uh, situational like okay, this is one person yep. falls into this situation and yep. whatever revolves it is uh, 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 critically whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's that kind of uh, yeah, but in terms of like talents and when I always work and and Makes me feel like oh my god, he's he's like soulmate mm. kind of feel. Yep. Uh, I I got to say Adrian Pang of of all jokers around. Yep. Every time, like I mean, I only did like two two series with him. Yep. Uh, called uh, Parental Guidance, mm. and uh, I I I don't know if it's just one sided, but I feel like there's a there's a resonance. Gets you la. He Gets me, and and the way we read the script, right? He totally knows like when to not react. Okay. When to punctuate. Okay. When to give like stupid looks and like. You know, like, and and the the best uh, sidekick he had was Anlai, yep. and and I would say till today, right, that cast is like a a, a a Ferrari cast, because you go in, rehearse once, everyone knows exactly what is the tempo, what is the timing. I can literally hold a white shot, and that scene sustains. Cool. Yeah. Adrian Pang and uh, <laughs> and Anlai. I can imagine all the comic uh, actors would love to work yeah. with you. A bit sidestepping because um, how do you work with DPs? I would say uh, most of the time when we okay, uh, I would say for for Yen Lun, yeah, uh, or, or actually for the movies that that uh, I produce, right? Yep. Uh, when the script is written, yeah, somehow I really have this uh, visual when I write okay. that scene. Yeah. So most of the time, I I would encourage the DPs to to have a second layer of creation. I say now. Uh, the script is written this way. You could form visuals from what I've written, but can you advise me how would you make it better and okay. break out from how I'm going to mm. see it? And it's that challenge of like, do you see what I see? Or yep. can you make me see more? Yeah. And if we see what we see and feel like, oh shit, this is, I think that the best this scene can be represented. Okay, let's not kill ourselves. We'll, we'll stick to it. But if you can offer me um, a different perspective like okay maybe this scene instead of starting on a white shot to include everyone you start on a pov to see something's first why not yeah so that is a more collaborative uh way i would love to you work with, you do work with uh Yenlin quite a bit yes he's almost like a partner for a lot of projects yeah and i guess it's really 
the the speed of understanding, like why we're doing certain things. A lot of short form. Ah, uh, yeah. They know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I need not elaborate. Like, hey, why where are we taking a side profile instead of a frontal shot? Mm. Like, like it's choices of shots that speaks the language. Like, maybe this guy is withholding informations now. Yep. So let's take his reaction on side profile. I don't want to see his full frontal. Mm. Then let's skip that shot. Yep. Let's not even give the editor that that option of seeing his <laughs> his frontal reaction. You know, is is very cruel and and a cold, brutal way of shooting so that the editors have to conform. You know, um, a little bit subset of this same topic is uh, if you were to work with any DPs as new. Mm. What would be sort of like the things that you're trying to get aligned first? Okay, uh, yeah. Just so you 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 ask at the time where I just worked with one new DP I've never worked with before. Uh, his name is Brad Francis, uh, okay. Australian DP. Okay, uh, we shot this movie called Number One. Okay, uh, last year it's oh. called Drag Queens. Yep. So the whole uh, approach to this movie is um, uh, started at the very beginning of like, okay, um, this this guy who is being uh, kind of like laid off because he's, he's too old and uh, too expensive to get on hiring. So right away, plunge into like uh, a lot of debts. So of all the jobs you can find, uh, being a drag queen is the one that actually sustains his livelihood. <laughs> okay. yeah. so, uh, and, and this guy is a, a normal guy who, who has never been exposed to this part of the so-called society. And how he goes in, he sees the, the, the world. is very different from the normal world. So right away, we discuss... Uh, like I'm going to make a distinction of uh, um, this so-called a psychedelic world he's going in, and then the normal world that he lives okay. with his wife and son. Yep, yep. So how do we parallel that 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 kind okay. of uh, contrast? And so right away he gets me uh, instinctively. He was like, okay, once we go into the club, the color palette is going to be uh, neon driven. Wow. It's going to be uh, more red, more warm because it's a fantasy world. But once we jump out, go back to his house, it's actually going to be blue tin, cold, contrasty. But yet that is his family where he should be closer to. Mm-hmm. So there's this contrast of like, why is the this um, job he's unwilling to do yep. create such a warm mm. and the reality of his uh, so-called warm of the yep. family isn't there. Sounds yeah. like a great so, idea. So we yep. have this uh, in in a way we, we we totally know what we are going into before we decide on on the shot choices, color palettes, and then uh, character, uh, and and of course production designer uh, is Samad. So mm-hmm. Samad also contributed to like okay then uh, why don't we choose this kind of costumes, cheapo <laughs> kind of really run down costume for him when he's in real life. So it contrasts a lot when he's really on stage performing. So all this I thought was a, 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 a very good discourse. La, in terms of is, is it, um, he's Australian, so yeah. mm. is there a difference? Uh, I would say... In work ethics and how you actually, briefed him. It's the same. I guess the, the lingo speaks the same. Yeah, and, and uh, we had... I mean, he got a gaffer, and and that guy is is amazing. He 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 worked on all the um, uh, like Barcelona movies. Wow! Uh, so so he comes in. He he knows what we are okay. looking for, and and some of the the mood that, that he created was like, okay, this is this is legit. Like, uh, it's, it's a fantasy kind of world. So it 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 does add on all these effects. And uh, did it work as fast? Uh, I would say for a feature film uh, tempo. Just nice. Okay. Yeah. That's, just nice. that's nice yeah. to know. Last question is that um, 
from what I noticed with you is that you have great relationships with production people. I mean, your relationships with like AD oh, yeah. and people <laughs> around is not normal. Okay. <laughs> uh, not to say that you know we are against uh, you know our ads or our production crew mm. and all that. You, but you do have a different kind of relationship. Uh, is is that is does it come from somewhere? This this uh, or is it just a bunch of people that you I, just resonate with? I have no idea. But I would say, I mean, this this question set me thinking a lot because. I, I guess it, it, it might have stemmed from the first time I was in this industry. Yep. And uh, I feel like because I was an AD to start with, uh, there were so many things that handicaps my um, work if people are not there to help me. Yep. Yeah. So, so like, uh, from there, I realized like, uh, the whole production can't run if the people are not respected, if the people are not uh, being heard yep. of uh, what difficulties they face. Yep. And uh, if you are supposed to be in the position of dictating uh, a certain shoot or whatever, yep. it is our duty to solve uh, their concerns yep. so that they can work to a collective uh, goal that mm. you actually set out to do. Okay. Yeah. And and in a way, it, it's like it's like a ruling the a group of soldiers, uh, like leading them into into war. If if I can't settle <laughs> their livelihood, I don't think I can ask them to fight. Yeah, mm. and and somehow or rather, it's it's more like um, we try to reach out to know what is bothering uh, each and every one of them. Like like you're supposed to do this. Uh, can you do it? If you can't, what is stopping you? So I think that is how I go about doing this EP role because there was no template for me to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to really ah mix and match. And but then, it is yeah. uh, from observing is that that is not normal. Uh, mm. It's good. It's so inspiring because obviously okay. these people would definitely die for you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, they, they work. <laughs> I mean, they work yeah. extra hard, and and they really, you know, um, uh, they really feel for the your work mm. and what you try to do. And I think the trust is not betrayed. Um, uh, and definitely, it's not something that uh, you see on a typical set. Mm. Uh, and. It's, it's something to be inspired with, I think, yeah. yeah. Okay, and uh, I think it's getting late. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, we'll definitely call you back for yeah, some okay. other, because I think uh, just talking about this, I can, you can feel the both of us have a lot of yeah. passion about this craft, which uh, for us, I think, for, for me, uh, doing this podcast is, we don't really talk too much, especially with directors, mm. because we are almost competitors. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen um, fellow directors. As yeah, but for, because you are EP. But then as a director, we do feel like, oh, you know, there's another director and then right. he's a competitor. And all that. <laughs> so let's not talk too much and let's not share the secrets. Right. And then you have, you see, even in our, in our local circle, there's always these clicks. There's this click, there's this click. Uh, but I hope that with this podcast that, you know, the sharing is, uh, and, and also the sharing I have to say it's like you know whatever I share with mine is my personal opinion I think when we ask you also that's your journey and your uh, point of view Mm. Uh, I think directing is really so personal Mm. like for instance uh, maybe we'll give you this advice today and then you wake up tomorrow you're you know very angry and bitchy and you will maybe throw all this advice out of the door right so it's a very personal journey uh, but 
being personal, I think that was the one thing that I stopped myself. Is like, all these things are very personal. So why do we want to share? But I think the craft of directing is more than a century old. Mm. But you know, we don't really see too much of uh, of this kind of personal journeys on a local level. Right, I would say that definitely we see a lot of Hollywood, uh, but. On a local level, on our level of doing TV, on our level of doing film, uh, we are still a very new nation of like trying to look for good talents, uh, having a livelihood. Right. Uh, I think it's only the, maybe the last 20, 30 you know, years that we have such a big industry now. I would dare say because you know there are schools with mm. four or 500 graduates every year right <laughs> yes. so uh, good I think you know with more people that's why hopefully this podcast will be able to inspire some people that say that's our journey mm-hmm. uh, that not necessarily the only one right. but uh, that's that's what we have to live with mm-hmm. yeah um, online is there anything that uh, you you want to try or not Doing online, YouTube. Actually, I want to do a lot of things, but it's really no time. <laughs> it's about capacity of, of uh, whether, you know, like, how it's much... A, it's a good do. problem. It's a good problem. It's a good problem. I, yeah. I, I can't be ungrateful to whatever I, I'm doing now. And obviously, it's, it's with a lot of gratitude that, that, you know, people still trust me to do certain jobs. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, yeah, it, it gets to a point where, like, okay, uh, am I going to do this forever? Or is there a new challenge coming up? Then I, I guess at the end of the day, we all have to be honest. Nah. Like if it's time for me to stop doing this, I think I will. Yeah. And I will probably do something else. Maybe go be a chef. Or <laughs> writing? <laughs> you still can go back to writing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even writing, I would say nowadays is like, what is relevant? You know, what is what is actually relevant? And how much impact can we create? With I mean, writing. Yeah. But writing is, uh, yeah. if you, I don't know whether... I still feel that's the weakest mm. link in our production. I mean, uh, in terms of technical-wise, you know, uh, our, our technical crews, uh, our even some uh, production support, we're getting there so much better than 10 years ago. Mm. Um, but it's still the writing that is is getting there. I, I think there are more and more young voices. In our, but uh, I would say changes are, are coming along like 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 some of the things that I, I did share and brought up in, in a few discussions was like um, maybe we need to give um, script writing a longer period of development and then in the development it's, it's not about one writer or two writers or just three, four writers trying to brainstorm it should be more of like engaging the relevant subjects they talk to to have like immersion programs to, to, to like okay for example if you are researching on, on a, a, a reporter and the relationship between the reporter and the photographer, maybe you should really go out and follow them, see the dynamics, see how they work, follow them even after their uh, dinner and see how they behave at home, you know, things like that. Then then you can actually grasp uh, character development better. But is that effort um, uh, so-called available uh, due to um, money constraint <laughs> or time commitment, you know, there is a way to do it right, but are we allowed to do it right? Then that's a, another different question. It's true, it's true. Yeah. I think uh, the process of writing is 
sometimes also not respected. Not not to say yeah. about the writer writers themselves, but it's more the process of writing. A lot of times it's like, okay, we need to fill up this slot, and then in three months, mm. and I give you two weeks to finish this. Yeah, this yeah. one episode, yeah. see, and then we clear it, and then you're just given two days to finish the rest of the episode. Mm. So, um, I think still a lot to learn in terms of like mm. the, the writing part. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, until now, I would say for Kin for Tangling, I, I would say we we uh, maybe not intentional, but I we are glad we are here. Is is to know that strong characters really anchors the show, and yep. and once the strong characters are are actually established. The audience will follow. Yeah. Audience will follow what happened to them. I mean, yeah. what what is great about that series? Not because I'm involved in it. You uh, more and more. In fact, you know, Kane recently is you see more of the comments. Yeah, just talking about the writing, mm. which is recognizing the work yes. and, and also you know the the leaps and bounds rather than just saying all oh, these performances and you know, mm. they kind of realize that yeah it's the writing is all the writing the plot you know if, if somebody's saying that wow this villain how can it that's writing yes right yeah. how can they do this and then what yeah. kind of stupid it's all writing right you know yeah. because they fell into the trap <laughs> of, of uh, investment yeah yeah, yeah 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 so okay yep thank you so much no problem thank you yep